Praise the Lord. So we're going to go to giving God all the glory and honor, who's the head of our lives, thanking him for his Holy Spirit that dwells within us. Leads, teach, and guide us. Amen. Um, Amen. Let's go to First um, Samuel chapter 18. We're going to be over the, uh, a little bit over the Bible because I want to... Um, First Samuel? Mm -hmm. Samuel chapter 18. Chapter 18. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So, T, you want to read for us first? Go from 1 to 10 for me. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Now, when he had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Saul took him that day and would not let him go home to his father's house anymore. Then Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan took off the robe that was on him and gave it to David with his armor even to his sword and his bow and his belt so david went out wherever saul sent him and behaved wisely and saul sent him over the men of war and he was accepted in the sight of all the people and also in the sight of saul's servants now it happened as they were coming home when david was returning from the slaughter of the philistine the woman that I'm, I'm sorry, the slaughter of the Philistine, that the woman had come out of all the cities of Israel singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tambourines, with joy, and with musical instruments. Mm. So when the so the woman sang as they danced and said, Saul has slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands. Then Saul was angry was very angry, and the saying displeased him. And he said, they have ascribed to David ten thousands, and to me they have ascribed only thousands. Now what more can, can he have but the kingdom? So Saul eyed David from that day forward. Keep going. And it happened on the next day that the distressing spirit from, the, from God came upon Saul. And he prophesied inside the house. So David played his played music with his hand, and at and at other times, but there was a spear in Saul's hand. And Saul cast the spear, for he said, "I will pin David to the wall." But David escaped his presence twice. Now Saul was afraid of David, because the Lord was with was with him. But he had departed from Saul. Therefore Saul removed him from his presence and made him his captain over a thousand. And he went out and came in before the people. And David behaved wisely in all his ways, and the Lord was with him. Therefore, when Saul saw that he behaved very wisely, mm -hmm. he was afraid of him. 
for all Israel and Judah loved David because he went out and came in before them. Then Saul said to David, Here is my older daughter, Merab. I will give her to you as a wife. Only be valid for me and fight the Lord's battles. For Saul thought, let my hand not be against him, but let my hand of the Phil of the mm -hmm. let the hands of the Philistines be against him. So David said to Saul, Who am I? And what is my life or my father my father's family in Israel, that I should be son in law to the king? But it happened at that time, at the time when Merab, Saul's daughter, should have been given to David that she was given to Adriel, the Mahalalite, as a wife. Now, Meko, Saul's daughter, loved David, and they told Saul, and the thing pleased him. So Saul said, I will give her to him, that she may be a snare to him, hmm. <laughs> and that the hand of the Philistines may be against him. Hmm. Therefore Saul said to David a second time, You shall be my son-in-law today. Hmm. And Saul commanded his servants, Communicate with David secretly and say, Look, the king has delight in you and all his servants love you. Now therefore, become the king's son-in-law. So Saul's servants spoke those words in the hearing of David. And David said, Does it seem to you a, a, light, a light thing to be a king's son-in-law? Seeing I am poor and lightly esteemed man. And the servants of Saul told him, said, In this manner David spoke. Then Saul said, Thus you shall say to, the, to David, The king does not desire any dwelling but one hundred foreskins of the Philistines to take vengeance on the king's enemies. But Saul thought to make David fall by the hand of the Philistines. So when his servants told David these things, it pleased David well to become the king's son-in-law. Now the days had not expired. Therefore David arose and went, he and his men, and killed two hundred men of the Philistines. And David brought their foreskins, and they gave him a full count to the king that he might become the king's son-in-law then Saul gave him Michael his daughter as a wife thus Saul, thus Saul saw and knew that the Lord was with David and that Michael Saul's daughter loved him and Saul was still more afraid of David so Saul became David's enemy continually then the prince princes of the Philistines went out to war, and it was whenever they went out that David behaved more wisely than all the servants of Saul, mm -hmm. so that his name became highly esteemed. Amen. We're going to read chapter the chapter 19 too, but let's talk about what God is, is talking to us about. And the one thing I want to talk about is God is an awesome God. And, and notice he kept dwelling on how David carried himself to every situation, amen? He's talking about how the character of David, how he carried himself even when he knew 
someone was out for his life and someone didn't like him and they were just there because they were scared of him um not just him but because god's hand was upon his life so david knew that he was anointed for a job but he also paid attention that that anointing didn't come from him that anoint that anointing comes from god so david the bible keeps talking about david always used wisdom when he did anything when when you say use wisdom the bible said wisdom comes from god so we are to assume by the word of god that every situation david got into he spoke to god and how to handle it and he see every um like option or way out to the eyes of god amen so so i want us to talk about what is standing out before i get deep into it with you guys with what david is doing every time he's being pushed and poked no matter how kind he is no matter how um humble he is no matter how um respectful he is pay attention to the real enemy it wasn't someone far off from him that was provoking him it was one right there next to him amen so i want i want us to expand on that from each each of your views like what do you see in this that god is speaking to you about in your life to always uh, for me uh, oh go ahead um to, to always remain remain humble mm. um god it kept it kept saying he kept behaving himself he kept behaving mm -hmm. himself he kept behaving he said it I think he said like five times whenever he left out so it's our conduct when we leave from out of the presence of god how are we supposed to be at all times mm -hmm. we're supposed to always be um, respectful respectful mm -hmm. humble mm -hmm. have humility um mm -hmm. and the rest of it god because god sees all things he you know god stayed with him because he kept doing that you know he um saul hated him but he kept he kept doing the will of God no matter what, and God, God was elevating him, and he didn't even he didn't he didn't think about it. Uh, maybe he did, but he just he kept being humbled the whole time. Why God was elevating him? Because the, the women, every trap that um, that Saul set for him, God kept moving it out the way. Even when he tried to be, he put him as the over all his um, soldiers, and and. He was he was doing so good at it. The women were yelling out, "David has kin killed ten thousand and Saul a thousand," which kept making Saul more angrier. So he he kept doing what he what was right every single time, and God God kept um, letting heart, Saul's heart get harder and harder and harder because he hated David. Um, but one thing I can say is David stayed humble the whole time and. David kept doing the will of God no matter what. And he, he, he respected the anointing at all times. He always respected God's anointing that was on Saul at the moment. Amen. Amen. Hmm. Go ahead, Eden. So, um, what I wanted to say before was it's like Isaiah 54, 17. But like no weapon form against you shall prosper so with david no matter like what was thrown at him like it's like the more they the more they attack the more he prospers mm. but um as t was reading 
um, Saul hated David, and what came to my mind was Cain and Abel. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is like similar, because like with Abel, he always wanted to do the will of God. He always wanted to be in the presence of God, and it, it's the same thing with David. Um, he was always in the presence of God. He was always in the will of God. He always wanted to be pleasing to God, mm -hmm. no matter what. Mm -hmm. um, whatever came to him, like um, the elevation, that's not what David was after. David was after God, his whole heart. Um, as we know that relationship that David had with God. So um, for us, like for me, when I was um, listening to when he was talking about, it's like your enemy, they're, they're close to you, and they don't want to see you happy. Saul, Saul was jealous of David, mm. because no matter what, he kept excelling, he kept excelling. So it's like you have to be careful with the spirit of jealousy, because the spirit of jealousy is a murdering spirit. Um, that's not of God, and that's what you, that you shouldn't have it at all. So our thing is, when you're in the presence of God, things shouldn't have you. You should just want God no matter what. Usually your integrity has to be on point. You have to hold yourself accountable every single day, whether what you speak or what you think. Um, and always use wisdom, but we, we don't have the wisdom on our own to do things. We have to go to God and say, Lord, I need wisdom for this certain situation. Please give it, um, please, if you would, if it's your will, give it to me. And God's not going to find any fault in you if you go to him humbly before him, asking for wisdom. Amen. Phyllis, what did you get? Well, I realized that The spirit was called to carry our jealous spirit. Mm -hmm. I also realized that jealousy was like, um, it started as jealousy, but then to me, it seemed to have expanded where, like, everything, every thought he had was were thoughts of evil rather than good. Mm -hmm. And and make I realize that well, my own situation mm -hmm. that when we start to like focus too much on the negative things rather than focus on what God wants us to mm -hmm. do we become destructive we start to develop feelings of hatred, anger um basically a hard heart mm -hmm. and it pretty much like looking at how Saul was treating David made no sense because he was the king he had he had women he had the palace he had money he had soldiers and but yet he still wanted what David had. Mm. What he had was nothing for him. Amen. Mm. Mm. 
and in all of that, David remained obedient. And I could see why God said uh, David was a man after his own heart, because he never did anything without seeking God first, mm-hmm. using wisdom before he make any decision. And that, that what may help him to kind of escape all the, the things that want me to come in a direction. Because even though he deceived, and I figure somebody as strong as he was had an opportunity, he could, if he may get enough assault, he could have, you know, he could have killed him, you know, mm-hmm. put out a way, but he may obey God. Mm-hmm. And he realized that, well, if God may put Sally in a disposition, mm-hmm. you know, who he David can now decide that because he, it is treated as though he's his adversary that he should get rid of. Mm-hmm. And he said he continued doing God's work. And then in turn, while he did God's work, God handled the other end, ensuring that nothing was found in the plan may follow through. It takes me back to Genesis 50 20. They say, Joseph, you say whatever was meant to cause him harm, God will turn it around and use it for good. Mm-hmm. So on intent to like, you know, make David look bad or, you know, set out to make it die in a battle, God swing on an arrow. And instead of what his plans were, he gave her life, he blessed her, he got because he humbled himself, he was exalted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Um, I think really, the thing is focused, just, you know, just remain focused on God and not what the enemy is trying to do. Amen. The, the one thing I want to talk to you guys about I got each of your views, and they're very good views, okay? But I want you to listen to something. Um, David, the people chose Saul, right? Mm-hmm. The people chose Saul because the people didn't want to deal with God, just like how they didn't want to hear God's voice when Moses was there. They said, use Moses to speak to us. They chose Saul. They wanted a human person instead of the living God there. So Saul disobeyed God twice, twice. When the prophet um, Samuel went to him, he went ahead of the prophet, which is a God is a God of order. And God wasn't looking so much at what he was doing. He was looking at how it got done. So that, that, that behavior start forming in his heart first. The Bible says, so a man think it, so is he which means that's how he become so the more you think of those type of things the more you become that very thing that you think you are the part i'm 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 gonna I'm I'm show you guys something so the part that phyllis said was um uh, saul was jealous but saul was king pay attention to this we are the children of the most high god Every leadership, every prophet, every 
person God positioned to carry an anointing has a Saul in their life and has to go through a Saul. Every single one. Um, the reason for that is God uses it to strip you of you. You understand? He uses it to teach to teach you how he has to perfect your character, how he has to protect perfect your the way you think about things, the way you handle things, the way you handle offensive, right? So David, no matter what was done, David kept his eyes on the Lord, on God. David understood that God is bigger than Saul, right? He also understood that if God put Saul there, God, no, he didn't think about moving him. Because remember when the guy come, came and said, um, yay, Saul is dead. He told them to deal with him. Yeah. Because we're not allowed when, the, he, he was teaching spiritual protocol. Pay attention to it. He was teaching spiritual protocol. Because he was saying that if you rejoice for one of your own, you're saying that God is wrong. And that's what he wanted them to know. He was like, if, if, if there's an evil person in your life, God put him there. You belong to God. But think about it. Phyllis said Saul was king and everything, yet he was jealous of David that didn't have anything. Well, pay attention to it. We make people like Saul, that have Saul's spirit, make us feel like nothing. We make people that, that has Saul's spirit Make us feel like we are nothing. Pay attention. You understand? But in, in reality, you have everything because you have God. So pay attention. Saul wasn't being mean and trying to push David and trying to kill David because uh, how David looked. He was after David. What was in him was after David trying to push David to change David's heart. To turn David into an evil person, a jealousy person, a bitter person. So that he can take David out of the will of God. Remember what we said? So men think it so is he. So if you're on the straight path with God, you know God loves you. You know uh, uh, he has an anointing on your life. You also know you have to go through stuff, different levels of stuff. Steps of trying and temptation to get that anointing. And the higher he takes you, the more anointing he puts on your life. You don't just get it by a word, right? So every time you're going through something, the one thing you want to pay attention to is the attitude David had while going through. David talked to God about everything. Can you imagine? You have to work with someone that's powerful, and then that person constantly is trying to kill you. They're jealous of you. I don't know about you guys, but I know and I can feel when someone is jealous of me. You can feel you can cut it with a knife because it becomes a lot of hate. Come on, somebody. So, so now, David, he, he's doing this to David every day. Put, put yourself in that position. We all have uh, different levels of Saul in our life. What is stepmother um different types of people on your job wherever it is we all have different levels of that treatment and the one key that david is showing us to use is the 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 attitude we must have to understand that if god brought them this close to you that god has a plan for them and you pay attention 
right? And then when 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 you have the right attitude, and you start just looking at the will of God for your life, not not the not the pain, not the the the, the uh, you know how they antagonize you all the time. They're pushing you, poking you to come out of the will of God daily. By their behavior, by what they say, by how they, they... Because remember, Saul was doing this in front of people, too. He wasn't doing this privately. He was doing it... He had an audience for it. He was doing this in front of people. So whatever the enemy is trying to do, he makes sure that the person he's using always try to put, put it in front of people so it'll affect you more. Pay attention to it. So it'll affect you more. But what David did is David went to God with everything. David went to God. Think about it. You, you, you go in that closet. And, and even if you're angry or you get frustrated, you go to God. And then when you get up and you come, you have to wipe your face and you got to let's go. But you go to God with everything. Because when you start relying on God. Not just in the physical, but the spiritual. When you start putting your emotion and your heart in, Lord, I need you. God, I can't do this without you. God, guide me, lead me. God, let your will be done. When you get to that depth and that place with God, hear me today. Then you're ready for elevation. Every person that God is anointing and appointing. Because remember, David got the oil poured on him. He's king. And he's still on the Saul. Think about it. He God says you're this, but nothing about you representing except God's hand on your life. God says David is king, but listen to how Saul is treating him. Listen to the people he put around him to speak into his ears. So David had to become someone that's close to God. But remember where they, where they brought David from. David played music and he constantly spoke to God. He worshipped God. You understand? So, so you have the, the person that God loves and his hand is upon. But in the physical realm, there's no evidence of it. There's no evidence of it. All you know is that person is higher and that person is bigger and that person has everybody trying to bring me shame and this and this and they look like they're right and everybody's looking at you like you're wrong and you're stupid and you're this. But hear me today. God is saying you're right where I want you. Now, what we have to do is the attitude we have and how are we going to deal with the hurt? And how are we going to deal with the pain? And how are we going to deal with everything that's coming at us? Are we going to focus on that? Or are we going to do like David did and go before the Lord and say, God, you know this, but your will be done. God, you heard how they mock me. God, you heard how they're trying to kill me. God, you hear how they're threatening me. But your will be done. And what David is doing with it, he's acknowledging that God is God. And God is bigger than Saul. He's respecting God's word even on a person that's showing disrespect to it. Pay attention to it. He's respecting God's word. It is in the place that you are that you feel like it's so hard and it's going to break you. 
and it's it's gonna cause you to come down and you you you're at that point where i want to do something so bad about this lord but something keeps holding you back and by something i mean the holy spirit and he says you're good i got you you can do this god is saying don't focus on the Saul, no matter how many forms he come in. Change the attitude. Because I'm not doing this to hurt you. I'm actually positioning you for a blessing. I'm positioning you for greatness. I'm positioning you to lead. How are you going to be the good leader, the leader that God is calling you to be, the anointed leader, if you don't know what a bad one is? How are you going to tell me to turn left because uh, uh, right has alligators and, and, and lions and bears if you've never went right? Pay attention to it. God is saying, our attitude must be one that we have him on the throne and we look to him. And even when we're hurt, even when our heart is broken, even when we feel like today I'm on like 1% of my strength. This is all I got left because the warfare has been constant. It seemed like year after year after year, Lord, all I have is constant warfare. And God is saying today, your attitude I have placed you in it for a reason. You're not in it because the devil put you there. You're not in it because you made a mistake. God is an all-knowing God. He knows everything you're going to do before you do it. You're there because I'm going to use this to position you for greatness. And before I can position you, before he could position David, he had to let David see, how are you going to treat your enemies? How are you going to treat the people that wants to harm you? Are you going to treat them the way they treat you? Or are you going to treat them the way I told you to treat them? If someone, because I put them there, Besides, they're going to turn against all my people and they're going to start killing my people and trying to harm my people. How are you going to treat them? Are you going to say, oh, well, they're doing that, so I guess I'm free to go. God is saying, are you going to be faithful? Because what I'm calling you to do requires your strength. It requires your sanity. It requires every piece of thing that you think you didn't have in you. Because that's what he required from David. Then could you think about it? He knew who David wanted. And he gave her to someone else. Think about it. David kept going before God, saying, Lord, this is the situation. I need your leadership and your guidance. I need your peace, and I need your hands on me. David kept acknowledging God in everything. 
And God kept guiding him. Why? He said, if God be for you, who can stand against you? It's the attitude that God requires from us. If your attitude when people hurt you is to hurt them back, then we have to adjust some things in us. Amen? Because God didn't make a mistake when he chose us to be leaders. He didn't make a mistake when he says, okay, I have to break you because I have some things I need to put in you. I need to put endurance in you. Everybody knows when you run and you're on that last stretch, you got to give it all you got. God says, I have to put this in you because there's going to be some times with the people that you have to lead, the nations that you're over, that you're going to, it's going to, only going to be you that believe me. It's only going to be you that have to push them. It's only going to be you that has to encourage them. So guess what I have to do? I have to break down everything around you that you see or you think your strength is coming from. And then I have to rebuild it in me. Because I'm your everything. I need you to depend on me with the last breath you have. That if I say, I'm going to move this, you're going to be God, let your will be done. As long as you don't leave me, I'm good. If he says, I want you to sit here for a month, Lord, let your will be done. As long as your presence don't leave me. Do you not see it? God is craving for us to be so in love with him that we we go so deep that we don't want nothing or anything that wants to break his heart. And guess what? That's not just when you feel good. That's when you're going through the hard times with the tears in your eyes. And the hurt and the pain and everything the enemy try to bring at you. And you remember when you stand up or kneel down, whichever way you do it. Lord, I love you. And I thank you because nothing is moving without your authorization in my life. The Bible says that all things work together. All things not just for everybody, just it says for those that love him and that walks in his will. That means even the plot of evil, even even the naysayers and the threateners and the, the ones that's trying to bring your name shame. God says, guess what? All of this you say, I'm going to use it to push you up. I'm going to use it to bless you. I'm going I'm to put everything you see to shame that's trying to come at you. The next part I want to talk about. When you keep an attacking an anointed person of God. In the end, it leads to the person's own death. Because God will never allow them to move his word or remove anything he has spoken in your life. Remember that. We feel like when God tells us things or speak things to us or give us visions and dreams, right? About our future. Mm -hmm. We feel like because t our time don't work, 
that that thing don't work. But God says that none of his word will return to him void. And you don't have to fight them. You just have to have the right attitude and stay in the spirit. That's it. God will do all the fighting for you. If they form a weapon against you, God will cause them to fall on it for themselves. Every word that's been spoken up against you for the sake of Jesus Christ, God said he going to deal with it. I'm going to bless you right in front of the same people. Sometimes I think when, when, when God shows us people that are not for us or people that's meant to harm us, we shouldn't take it personal. I feel like we should take it like, <laughs> hey, okay, another level of anointing, another level of blessing is here. And that's when we get into that place with God and say, okay, Lord, every movement I need to talk to you about now because I know where this is going. And I need your guidance to it like David did. Amen? Like David did. Amen. Now, he, he, he took the first daughter and gave him the second daughter. And he, he, didn't, he didn't send that person with a good intention. He sent that person to harm him, to betray him, to break his heart. But, but let me tell you what the Holy Spirit is saying, because you know I like to stay in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Whatever the devil meant for bad or evil for your life or your marriage, listen to me today. God said, I'm going to turn it around. I'm going to turn it around. He he wanted her to be basically a spy to betray David, to hurt him, to get close to him and to break his heart and to go further physically. Come on, somebody. But what he didn't count on, <laughs> isn't it awesome when God makes plan and then the devil think his plan is bigger than the one God has for you and your husband's life? Hear this. But what he didn't understand was that God is the creator of all hearts. All. All hearts. And she turned from the plan of what the enemy had, Saul, and she started loving her husband. Honestly loving her husband. I I want you all to hear this today. Hear it today. And, And so every thing that was set to destroy God flipped it and turned it on the Saul that Saul is anyone with that spirit that wish you harm that wish anything God has spoken over your life harm come on somebody that's what that Saul spirit is amen so when you hear Saul or they, or you you get you get chastised saying you you're behaving like Saul that's something you want to take very seriously And go before God and say, Lord, I'm very sorry. Please forgive me and please take this behavior from me. Because you see how deep the spirit goes. You understand? When people say things, the Saul spirit, or they're, they're trying to bring you to shame or threaten you in any way, pay attention to it. You're the only one. Because remember, David didn't see it either. You're the only one that don't see the greatness God put in you. But every one of your enemies knows it. Mm 
That's why it has your attacks have to be constant. They have no peace. And don't let them draw you out of the will of God by how they treat you, by you thinking harm to them, or you letting how they hurt you stay in your heart. Amen? Amen. Take on the attitude that God is saying how we're going to deal with it, how we should deal with it, and push it right back. I said, Lord, this is what I know they're doing, but they didn't get here by an accident. So if you put them here, that means there's promotion. You have a plan for my life. And please let me learn whatever it is I need to learn from this. The attitude. Amen. Understanding Amen. that God loves you and God is concerned about everything that goes on in your life. But we have a tendency where we tell God certain things and we don't want to tell him certain things. And you need to let him be everything. Amen. You need to consult Amen. with God about everything. If you need a dollar, Lord, I need a dollar. If you need a fingernail polish or, or a toothbrush, because um, there's guy uh, a tease in here. So he said, Lord, I need a toothbrush. And I thank you in Jesus' name. He teaches us of, about our attitude and how we're handling him getting us ready for promotion and the anointing on your life. Because that's what this is. You're not going through stuff just to go through stuff. You're not being attacked just because, okay, I need to be attacked. That's not what it is. You go through stuff because God has different levels of elevation. He has to take you spiritually and physically. And before he promotes you, your attitude has to be in line with his will. Amen? And another thing Amen. I want to tell you guys. You're going to keep getting the same tests until you pass it. Amen? So if every time you get the same test, you fail it by with an F or a C, which means the behavior is the same way, he's going to give it to you again. And then pay attention to every time you get it, it, it intensifies. Okay? So uh, uh, take on the attitude like David did here, where he talked to God about how to handle everything. Sometimes you literally have to talk to God loud, especially if that Saul is in your face. And you literally have to talk, Lord, I, I'm talking to you. Uh, you, who are you talking to? I'm talking to God because I need to keep, get out of this conversation with you so I don't hurt you. So let Lord Jesus, let's have a talk right now in the middle of this because I, I need you. Uh, what you doing today? Mm -hmm. Because you got to show me some stuff. And you, you literally got to do that sometime. You literally, whatever it takes for you to understand that God is the head of your life. Nobody else is. God loves you more than anybody else. And whatever God allows, you need to understand that it is His will and no one else's. You understand? I feel like we need to forgive ourselves because we hold things so long over our lives and God is not doing that with us. So we need, we need to say, Lord, I'm sorry that I'm thinking this way still, you know. You're basically when you're not forgiving yourself, you're saying that God doesn't didn't know you're gonna make a mistake. God doesn't know 
that you're doing this. And then what you do, and it's a lie from the devil, you welcome the treatment because you think that's how you should be treated. And that's how the Saul should treat you. And that's not of God. So don't welcome that. Forgive yourself. Lift your head up. Say, Lord, I'm in it. This is what your word says about it. I need your peace. I need your strength. I need your leadership with this. And I thank you in Jesus' name. And some days, because I believe David had to pray more some days than others, especially when he threw that spear at him. I know what was going like, whoa, whoa. We got to pray more than others some days. But we still have the attitude that if that's the will of God, then that's the will of God. But if that's not God's will, then God has a plan. Either way, it's God. Nobody else's. God has his hand on it. God lets us know in his word now, today, he has his hand on it. So now all you have to work on, not Saul, that's not your job, that's God's job. Now your job is to work on you. Because the faster you understand what God is doing, the quicker you're going to come up out of it. You're going to be promoted. You're going to look back and say, whew, that was hard. And when you reach somebody else that you have to minister to, you're going to understand uh, uh, what they're saying to you, how they feel. And then when you tell them what I'm telling you, they're going to look at you like you're crazy. And you can say the same thing I'm saying to you. The same thing I'm saying to you, you say to them, girl, let me tell you. You're going to get out faster if you stay humble before God. But if you keep struggling, like quicksand, you're going to stay right in it. God is saying, he's in control. He's in control. Everything that's working right now, God has a plan for your life. God has a plan for your marriage. Amen. So I want, I want you guys to, to really pay attention to David's attitude. To no matter what happened, he had the attitude of humility. The more humble he became, pay attention, the angrier the Saul spirit got. The more humble you become, the angrier your enemies will become. And when they, I know one thing about when you get angry, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. Right? Okay, closing on, on chapter 18 says, um, Anyone who is anointed for leadership has to be around a person like Saul. <laughs> Sometime in his life. God uses the Sauls in our lives to get the Saul out of us. <laughs> Isn't God good? God always puts us around people, around someone who is like sandpaper to smooth off the rough edges. And that's true. I always ask people when I talk to them, especially married people, I said, does, does the relationship in your marriage make you pray more? And 99.9% .9 of them says yes. I said, then it's God. <laughs> it's important we grasp the truth just because we are anointed leaders does not mean that we get to move immediately into a position of leadership there is a work that has to be done in us a testing that has to take place before we get promoted 
After I had noticed and underlined this verse about David serving under King Saul, my attention was drawn to 1 Samuel 18, 14. David acted wisely in all his ways and succeeded, and the Lord was with him. Why did David succeed? Not just because he was anointed, but also because he acted wisely and allowed the Lord to be with him. If we want to lead, we must first serve in circumstances that, that may not be ideal and learn to behave wisely. This prepares us to be greatly used by God. And that that's a good thing because when we say Lord use us, we think that, oh, it's all going to be roses and perfumes. No. It's in really tough situation that he uses us. So it says, God, I pray. This is a short prayer. God, I pray that I will act wisely in all my ways and that I will honor you with all my behavior. I thank you that you will be with me causing me to succeed. And that's something I want you to make a note of it. 1 Samuel 18, 14. Do a sticky note. Make a note of it. Um, keep it with you at all times. Um, stick it on your Bible. Stick it on your mirror. Every time the enemy comes and tells you what that Saul spirit is doing or what it's saying or he's trying to aggravate you, I want you to look at it and say, hmm, David had to be wise with this. And Lord, help me to remember that it's not about me, but what you're trying to get out of me. Amen? Amen. God creates the sandpaper. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, the people that are married and the people that are soon to get married, 99.9% uh, .9 of the time, so you can get closer to him and get the bad you out of you. They're there to rub you. So that you can be perfected in God. Come on, somebody. And then it goes vice versa. Amen. Mm -hmm. um, so I want I want you guys to talk to me before we close. And then next week, study chapter 19. Make a reference note of what God is saying in chapter 18 for yourself. And pick out the key points that the Holy Spirit shows you. And then go to God with it, pray about it, ask God for forgiveness about it, amen? And then become humble and submit yourself into the will of God, of what the Bible is telling us and how God is telling us to handle the Saul spirit, amen? amen. To be a servant in your heart and to be humble in your heart is not you being stupid or weak. It's you being very powerful and knowing how powerful you are and knowing how anointed you are that you stay in the will of God. Amen. Remember, the calmer and the more peaceful you become, the more angry those unclean spirit becomes because you're actually staying in the will of God. When you come out of the will of God, you give them what they want. So your challenge for this week, which shouldn't be if you love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, will be keep a heart of a servant for God. Not just in the big things, but also in the soul that has been placed in your life by God. 
So I want you guys to take notes on 18 for yourself. So next Saturday, God's willing, we can discuss what God highlighted to you and what how you got through this week. Because as sure as you studied this, trust me. Mm. Okay. <laughs> as sure as we study it, you know how this works. But you are a step ahead, amen? God has given you the key to pleasing Him. But not just the key to pleasing Him, the key to shift your focus, to understand that this is not happening because of anything you did. This is happening because God is allowing that sandpaper to rub you. God has a higher place for you. God has a higher anointing for your life. And that sandpaper has to rub you to show you this is not pleasing to God. Amen? So humble yourself. Have a heart to serve God. Even to the people that hurt you. Have a heart to serve God. Hallelujah. So let me hear what each of you got after the, I did the summary um, under the leadership of the Holy Spirit. What did you get from that um, chapter? Just to learn. Wherever you're at, uh, whoever God has, to learn what you need to learn. Uh, but most importantly, you have to stay humble. No matter what, you have to stay humble. And, and let God be our focus at all times and not anything else. But he kept revising us to just stay humble, stay humble, stay humble. I feel like that was the most important thing is just to always, always be humble. So I think sometimes it's hard, but once you focus, keep your fo mind focused on the Lord, uh, he's gonna help. He's gonna help you with that. It's gonna be built, put inside of you, pretty much. To stay humble. Um, I think you have to pay attention to your pressure points. The enemy knows certain pressure points you have, which is maybe certain words or certain treatment uh, 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 feelings you have. You understand? And you have to pay attention to those instead of like pushing them down. I think you need to address them to God. If someone says um, you're ugly and then you, you go into like a state of depression about it or you feel like you're not pretty enough, I feel like you need to go before God and talk about it. Why do you feel that way and where it came from so God can heal you from that? Instead of like thinking we're supposed to be these strong people and we're supposed to be these calm people in front of everybody. I, I know what it takes to get to this level now. So I, I know what everybody's going through. And I still have moments, but I deal with it in my closet. Amen. So instead of doing this, you have to go before God. And not just the nice things you want to say to God, but say the things that is hurting you. If someone says something to you or does something to you and that thing is hurting you, go to God and say, Lord, this is hurting me. I remember when I went through a situation and uh, I was doing a lot and then I, I, um, I felt like I wasn't giving thanks in my marriage. I felt like nobody was saying thank you. And I said, Lord, they're so ungrateful and they complain about the food and they do this and they did it. And I'm like, why do I even do this? I don't need to do this. And I was talking to God like this and I heard God love. I heard God voice audibly said to me, did you do it for them or did you do it for me? And I sat down and I start crying. And I said, Lord, I did it for me, for you. And he, he said, if you did it for me, then you wouldn't feel like that, whether they said thank you or not. 
He said, the enemy is using that to hurt you. And you have to move it because it's going to do damage. And so I've learned that in anything I do, if I'm not going to do it with a good heart, I'm not going to do it. I will check myself, step back, and say, Lord, everyone and everything I have to do, I must do it with an attitude of humility and love for you, a servant attitude. And that, to be honest with you, that gave me so much peace and joy when I did it. And to this day, I fight to do that. Not fight like the flesh, but I make sure everything I do has to be in alignment with making sure my heart is in the right place that God said for me to do it. Whether I'm thanked or not. And in and, and, and this journey, you know you're not going to be thanked 99.9% .9 of the time. So you, it's better to just do it for God. Amen? So, so that, that's what I wanted to, to add to what T was saying. Go ahead. Um, 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 who else is up? You. T, T was done talking. Yes. He said yes. Okay. <laughs> he said yes. <laughs> um, what, I got, what I got from this is like, for me, I have to change the way I do things. Like, I can't depend on myself. I have to depend on God. And with like, 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 my, like, basically, like, we're trained, like, wait, okay, let's see, how can I explain this? So, like, when we read the word, it's like the study guide of how, okay, this, this is how I, you need to handle some stuff. So then when you go out to your job or you go out to, like, among your family and stuff, then this is actually the test that's going to be presented in front of you. So... I feel like God is seeing, like, are you exact? Are you actually applying to your life what I'm teaching you? And for me, I haven't applied. I haven't been applying that because it's like I go through things and like I do everything off of my emotions rather than the Word of God, and that's not wise. So um, we just have to be like humble. We have to listen. We have to listen to what God is actually teaching us. So that way we can elevate. Um, we have to be the people that um, he has called us to be. Like, we can't be people pleasers. We have to be God pleasers. So whenever um, something's happening in our job that, does, that we don't like and we get offended, we can't just look at the person and be upset with them. We have to check out, oh, is this of God? How I'm feeling is this? is this truly of god should i be behaving like this because like on the outside it shouldn't affect you yes it affects you but you shouldn't be reacting reacting in your flesh about it so like with the sandpaper it's like what can i learn from like we have to go to god and say when something happens to us and it's not something that's comfortable we have to say lord what are you teaching me at this moment what do I need to learn to grow so I can actually pass this level and go to my next one? And I feel like God isn't going to allow me to pass a level and go to the next one if I'm not right. And the only way I can be right is going to God about it. I have to say, Lord, this is what's wrong. This is how I think. And I need help because I can't do it on my own. I need him, I need him to fix me. So, um, and then like, 
it's for me it's like an everyday thing it's not oh like five minutes in prayer and everything's fixed some things are like that but majority if majority of the time if there's something that's been rooted in you so long 